Welcome to Growing Your Team, a podcast designed for small business owners seeking to grow their company with the help of employees and contractors. Your time is limited, which means growing and leveraging teams is essential for business success. The Growing Your Team podcast is the place to learn tips and techniques designed to help you know when it's the right time to hire, how to select perfect fit team members, and how to maximize productivity while creating a positive work environment. Drawing from her 10 plus years of leadership and hiring experience, here is your host, Jamie Van Kuyk. Hello, Jamie Van Kuyk here, and welcome back to the Growing Your Team podcast. Today, we are continuing to bring you to bring you behind the scenes of hiring and sharing all the details as I went about hiring my new project assistant for growing your team. And I am so super excited uh, to be sharing all these details with you. We've already had three episodes, episode 69, where we talked about why now is the right time to hire at Growing Your Team. Then episode 71, we talked about why we didn't hire sooner and how we came up with what tasks and responsibilities we would give to our new team member and what would make up that position. Episode 73, we talked about the real and raw emotions that we went through as we posted the job and began sorting through candidates. And today, I am sharing with you some behind the scenes detail of the interview process and how we went and narrowed down the candidates to find our new hire. So we are super, super excited here at Growing Your Team, or once again, I should say, I'm super excited because until this new team member is starting, it is still just me. But anyway, so in the last episode where we talked about reviewing the candidates, I had mentioned that we had sent out requests to interview 15 candidates at first, and then I think there was three more. So I think it was about 18 requests total that we put out. And we knew that at the end of the day, we most likely would not be doing 18 interviews. And why did I know that? Well, first off, this was a part-time position at just a few hours a week. Uh, With that, there's a lot of times candidates just aren't as... I would say motivated. Where it's full-time positions and someone's looking, especially for those higher level full-time positions, they're constantly checking their junk folders and constantly looking for communication from candidate or from companies to schedule interviews. Where a lot of times with some of the lower level positions and part-time positions, candidates aren't as eager for every position. So sometimes they just don't notice the communication that goes out. So it means when your email goes to spam, they don't see it. So when I had told myself, I'm not going to follow up with any candidate for a second time to see if they got my first communication until after I do some interviews and see if I need those. So I knew when I sent 18 emails out requesting interviews that I would not be interviewing 18 candidates. I had two candidates that told me that They had already accepted positions elsewhere and they wouldn't be interviewing. And so then there was about eight that I didn't hear from and then eight where we scheduled interviews. So, but the thing is, I knew 
and this is, I feel, is very, very important, that I was going to be taking the candidates through two rounds of interviews. And so I designed my first rounds because typically my first round of interviews, it's pretty lengthy, I would say, because I'm providing a lot of detail to my candidates when I do recruiting for them. So that way they they really have a good understanding of who a candidate is before they ever meet with that candidate. But I figured for myself, I was actually going to cut that down a little bit. So while sometimes I tell my, I do interviews, first round interviews for my clients that are up to 45 minutes, I said, you know what, I'm going to try to keep the question part of the interview under 20 minutes. And I was actually successful with the questions that I asked. So when I was deciding what questions to ask, I made sure that I really focused on the skills and competencies that a candidate really needed so I could then dig deeper into that in that second round interview if they passed the first round. So the first round was just the very basics and gave them opportunity to ask questions about the company and me to tell them a little bit more about the company so that way we could just start that conversation of getting to know each other. So we went through this round of interviews and I'll tell you, the first two candidates, I was just like, oh my goodness, I am in love. Like these candidates are amazing. And then we had one that I was just like, yeah, I don't know. She's good, but maybe. And then we had a few more that I'm like, these candidates are great. So the next three, I was like, these ones are amazing. And then I had uh, two more that I'm like, maybe. So at the end of the day, there was five from that first round of interviews that I loved. And three that I decided not to bring forward to the second round of interviews. Of the three I didn't bring forward, I will say that each one of them was a good candidate. However, once I really looked at the entire pool of candidates, they were lacking in some of the areas where other candidates was their strength. So overall, they were not uh, at the level of where they needed to be to make it to that second round of interviews because I decided that I wasn't going to bring all eight to that second round of interviews. I needed something to to kind of uh, make the interview pool smaller. So for things, and the funny thing about it is when I first pictured what my idea team member would be, those three that I said no to the second round of interviews could have all fit that. But I ended up getting candidates that were... I would say not overqualified because I do always tell you, do not hire overqualified candidates. Do not waste your time on overqualified candidates. But we're, we're kind of like more of the, the full picture when I really thought about what I want this team member doing now and what I would like this team member to grow into six months from now. Where the other ones, they could have what I wanted now, but would need a lot more training to get to the place where I wanted them in six months. And when I first started the process, I was fine with that. I was fine with hiring someone maybe more entry level or a little bit more junior or just needed a, possibly a little bit more handholding to translate their skill and experience to what I needed. But then I ended up with having candidates where I didn't need to do that for this role today. So they were ones, and this is something I always find is very important, is you re I review each candidate on an individual basis. But then 
if it's something where I need to start comparing to say, okay, I need to uh, make those candidate pools smaller, then I compare them to each other. So on an individual basis, I had very clear yeses and I had some ones that were not as clear as a yes. So then I started uh, those ones that were not as clear as a yes. So really hovering around that yes, maybe mark, and then decided I wasn't moving forward with them. So then we went on to the second round of interviews. And here is why two interviews is super, super important. You are going to ask different questions during the second interview. You are going to dive deeper into things. And there's candidates that you are going to love that are going to be a front runner during your first interview. That when you ask them the different questions during the second interview, they are going to be an easy no or just fall farther down your list. So maybe they're not an easy no, but they're definitely not at the top like they were after the first round of interviews. And I will say after the first round of interviews, if I had to go through and rank the candidates at that point in time, there were two that I even said to my husband, I, if I had to choose right now, I wouldn't know which one to pick. They are both amazing. And then after the second interview, it was very, very clear one was one I needed to hire and one was not the right fit. So you always, always need to have two rounds of interviews, meet with a candidate twice to really get that full picture of who they are. And someone could sit there and say, well, why don't you just ask all the questions during the first interview? And the reason for this is you want to respect your candidates. Not every candidate you interview during that first interview is going to make it to the second interview round. It's not worth their time answering questions that they don't need to answer because they're never going to get hired. And it also shows commitment if a candidate is willing to show up for two interviews. They have to want the job in order to do it. If they don't want the job, they're not going to show up. So it's a way to to test, once again, their dependability and their commitment before they're hired. So after the second round of interviews, it was very clear of who I was going to hire. And thankfully, when I extended the offer, she said yes. So I'm super, super excited to be bringing this team member on. But let's talk about the other candidates. The other candidates, some of them were great, but they just weren't what I needed right now. For example, there was one candidate that I would love to have on my team in the future. But when I looked at what their strengths were and what I needed now, it wasn't a match per se. It would be, okay, making them fit into this box today that's really limiting what they can do when they should really be in this much bigger arena um, performing their skills because what they what i really liked about them and liked about their skill set they wouldn't get to experience that on a daily basis it would be this teeny 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 tiny part of their job so for example one of the candidates was very very skilled in recruiting and yes we do offer recruiting for a lot of our clients but it's not something we offer to a large majority of our clients that I could have this person jump in and be filling her hours with just recruiting work. Also, with the way I'm getting ready to 
learn to delegate in my business, I am not handing off a large majority of the recruiting work because some of that is really impacts that face-to-face interaction I have with my clients. So to ask this team member who's an all-star recruiter to come in and be like, well, you just need to help me with the recruiting admin work and not perform in your area of expertise, I didn't feel like it was the right move today, which in the future, if that recruiting part of the business keeps growing, or even if it stays as is, but I decide to become less involved, then that, then that candidate could be an amazing person to bring in because it would be the right position to match their skill set versus asking them to compromise on their skill set to come in for the possibility in the future. Where the team member I made the offer to, the position matches today, matches her strengths, and will grow into a way that will help can't think of the word I'm looking for right now, uh, accentuate those strengths where it doesn't really seem like I'm asking her to compromise too much about herself. Yes, maybe it's a more junior position than she's used to, but she'll be able to take the reins and run in a lot of ways that match her skills, her expertise, her wants versus some of the other candidates that I'd be asking them to not live in their fullest to be here. So that's a little overview of how I narrowed down the candidates. It was one, making sure that it was the right, I was selecting the right person for me, but then also making sure that it was the right position for them. There was one candidate that I did like, but it just didn't seem like the right position for them. They weren't going, and not this uh, outside of that recruiting, just like other things that came up. And this was actually during the, Um, the first run of interviews that there just seemed to be uh, they could come in and do the work but it wasn't really what they were looking for and what they were wanting long term it was just kind of that that stepping stone to make money to get somewhere else and while I would be okay with that if that was the best option for me to hire for to say hey I just need someone to come in and produce work and and get it done I would be okay with that but When it was compared to other candidates, other candidates were just better suited. And I do not want to ever bring someone into a position where I could tell before they even start that it's not the right position for them. And speaking of, one of my uh, sections when I was coming up with the questions for the second interview was specifically designed to determine if this was the right position for them. And I even prefaced the question in saying, hey, I know in a lot of times they tell you not to speak negatively about people during an interview or situations. I'm like, but I want the truth here. I want to know because I don't want you unknowingly stepping into a situation that's going to cause you stress. So as I told them, if I can see if the what you are describing is a characteristic I see in myself or I know it's how it's going to match or I know it's going to match how I run my business, We have to know now that it's not going to be a fit versus waiting until you're here and you want to perform at an amazing level and you want to keep me happy, but it stresses you out to do so. So it was very important to me to make sure that fit is on both sides. And with the candidate that we selected with our new hire who is starting with us, we believe we found that. We are so excited for this new team member to join 
we definitely believe we made 100% the right decision and I cannot wait to share more. So in the next solo episode, so episode 77, I'm going to talk about preparing for onboarding of this team member and everything that went on behind the scenes. So her first day could be an amazing first day. Are you ready to hire a new team member for your business and you want to ensure you hire the person who can succeed in the role, make you happy, and positively impact your bottom line? Then set up time and let's talk because this is exactly how I help business owners like you. When you go through my hire framework, not only will you learn how to attract candidates who have the passion you desire, but you'll be able to identify and select candidates who have the skills you need and can succeed in the role. Going through this consultant process not only helps you find the right new hire for your current open position, but it teaches you how to repeat this process with every new position you add to your company as it continues to grow. So if you're a small business owner who is ready to hire, has a rough idea of the position you need to add, and you're tired of going through the hiring process only to end up with bad fitting team members, then let's talk. Send me an email at jamie at growingyourteam.com. That's jamie, J-A-M-I-E at growingyourteam.com or head on over to growingyourteam.com slash jumpstart and let's talk about your hiring needs. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Growing Your Team with your host, Jamie Van Kite. Be sure to subscribe and head on over to growingyourteam.com to connect, access the show notes, and discover more ways to hire and leverage your perfect fit team.